I heard they made a commercial out of it. Well, if you don't want me to say something about it, you shouldn't make a commercial out of it. You hear me or not? This is, this is, this is my town. And it pisses me off. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. That we are sending a message to our town that you should be scared of us. That is the dumbest message I've ever heard. Did y'all just hear what I said? Alright, and, and I don't know if they really meant it that way. This might help. Because they listen to me too. Okay? So here's the point. Guys, the world's already scared of the church. When I went to church with my drunk mama, she said, we're going to church in the morning. The reason I went with my mother is to keep some preacher from stealing our last dollar. That's what the world's scared of the church for. That we're going to take their money. That we're going to do like the song says, lie to them. Be hypocrites. Is that the truth or not? And a lot of people are scared of the church because they made up a bunch of bull. Like if you're divorced, you can't have communion. Did you know that's what the Catholic Church teaches? Did you know that? <sighs> it's just the dumbest thing ever. It is dumb for us to play Jesus. Yes or no? Alright? And I could go on and on and on. Churches teach, ladies, if you don't wear a dress. Is that true? The number one thing, probably, that people struggle with coming to church is I don't have anything to what? Is that stupid or what? We found out at this church you can wear very, very ugly shirts like that cowboy shirt. And we'll still love you. We will still love you. <laughs> Not everybody can sport a beautiful shirt like that Minnesota Viking shirt right there. <laughs> Amen. We'll find out tonight who's right, won't we? That's right. It'll be settled tonight. Amen. But you know my point. We don't want to make church scary. Here's the funny thing about Fellowship Church. I'm the scariest thing here. Is that the truth? Is that the truth? I mean, you hear the band. You got the great music. Alex, so sweet. And then here I come up. <sighs> I even use foul language already. Sometimes you have to let the Word go to show what I'm feeling. And I meant to say that. I don't, don't think that was an accident. If you didn't like it, you heard me say it. By the way, that Word is in the Bible, though. If you need me to show you later, I will. But anyway, but that's not why I said it. It just gets my point across. Amen? So now let's go with the message today. Should, is the world, should the world be scary? It's Halloween, by the way. That's why I chose this subject today, too. Scary! Scary! Scary day! Scary! Listen, the world is already scared of the church. And we've given them plenty of reasons. Amen? Now, maybe they meant, and with that word scared, maybe they, the word respect, I didn't see it that way, and I don't believe that's the way they meant. I think they meant scared. Fear us. <laughs> Does the Bible say fear us or fear the Lord? That's the beginning of what? Wisdom. Fearing each other is the beginning of stupidity. Got it? So let's go to the Word. Roger, is that okay? He never knows where the messengers are going to go. 
So body language. Now, don't think this is going to be this way every week. No, it's a great series. We're going to have a great time. But this is the kickoff. Amen? We've got to get off on the game. Body language. Jesus' message through us. Say that with me. Body language. Jesus. There's a message. We're giving it. The other night I was at a restaurant with the coaches before the big game. We're over in Port Charlotte. And uh, going to Naples. And a lady recognized me, then and saw us as the school. Coach Schick, are you here? Okay. She asked about a youth wrestling program. Do we have a youth wrestling program? Anything like that? I said, well, and she asked that to me. I said, well, I said, Coach Schick's in the church. Won't you come some? After I talked to her a while, won't you come sometime? I'll introduce you to him. Are you right there? What is this? And she made a statement. And it was a little bit ugly. And I don't know why. But she said, you know, well, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to try to come to church some backdoor meeting. I'm just trying to be nice. And it sort of bothered me. And I'm the kind of guy that I don't like to be bothered like that. I don't want to talk about it. What's your problem? So after it was over, the coaches had gone out to the car. And I went over there and I said, uh, ma'am, she's, I like the lady. I said, uh, I said, you know, I didn't mean to come across it any way when I said you could come to church. And I said, I just know he comes up to talk. Do you come up and talk to me a lot, Mike? About every time. What a great way to meet the guy who's, in, who's the wrestling coach and it'd be a good ear to hear. You know, it's a good thing. I said, so I didn't mean anything by that. And you know what she said to me? She said, you know, after I said that, I went to the kitchen and I realized I have some anger issues with God. And she said, I've just experienced recently some serious church hurt. And I just happened to be... No, no, she doesn't come to our church. But the thing is, I just happened to be in the line of fire. <laughs> and that's okay. You know what I did? I put my arm around her. Because she really humbled herself by telling me that. I put my arm around her right in the middle of the restaurant. Doesn't make me a great guy. It just makes me normal, okay? I put my arm around her. And I said, boy, I understand church hurt. And I told her a little bit about my life and about how some of the struggles I've had and being hurt real bad. And I said, I understand. I said, let me tell you something right now. We work real hard. When you come to this church, we're going to love you, not hurt you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a good talk? So is this relevant? It's relevant, man. How many in this room, just come on, let's be real honest. You, you've been in church for a while. Or perhaps you were, and, and something happened, it really rubbed you bad. Let me see some. I mean, it left some marks on you. It left some, left some marks. Yes or no? Amen. Send a message. How many, because of it, it took you a while to get back to church? Is anybody going to be, oh my gosh, look at that. A lot of hands, right? The church is giving off a message. This body has a language. And it should be a language of love. A language of life. It should be, guys. It should be. Or, or, or languages that has something to do with this. Love, joy, peace, 
Long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. Isn't that the fruits of the Spirit? Self-control. Yeah. Isn't that great? Shouldn't that be our message? I didn't see scare people, be a hypocrite, lie to them. You know what I'm saying? So let's go now. Roger, is that all right? Here we go. Let's go to the message. It'll go now. Here we go. Oh, boy, she's scared. Here's the title of the message today. Would you say it with me? Did Jesus scare people? It's Halloween. Did Jesus scare people? When Jesus was on the earth, were people scared of Him? There's Jesus. I'm scared. The answer is coming up. It's no. Doesn't matter what you think. If you know the Bible, you know He didn't scare people. Did y'all hear me or not? <clears throat> Doesn't matter what you think. He didn't scare people. <clears throat> it's funny. He didn't scare people, but we're supposed to. Is that stupid? Are y'all with me or not? He didn't scare people, but we're supposed to be scary. <clears throat> Dumbest thing. Jesus what? Say it with me. Jesus what? Yeah, y'all come on here with me now. This is an important message. I want to get this down pretty good. The Son of Man, that's Jesus. He's come to seek and to save that which is what? That's why Jesus came. Greatest verse in the Bible. People know it better than any other verse. Say it with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now that is a hateful verse. You just can't make this thing that the church is to be scary to the people. You can't make it fly in the Bible. You can pull out a couple little verses. And I tried to listen and try to see where they're coming from, but it just doesn't fly, guys. You hear me? There's nothing new under the sun. If anything, today, there's, a, there's, this, there's, there's churches trying to one-up one another. We're holier than you. We're more righteous than you. we got more power in our prayers than you. And I think that's what's driving this engine. Y'all hear me or not? Nothing new under the sun. But we shouldn't come out with something crazy like that the world should be scared of the church. Because Jesus wasn't scary at all. Without question, without question, without question, Jesus primarily reached out how to people? To those who were what? That's the world, baby. Primarily. You will search the Scriptures in vain to find hardly ever where Jesus didn't reach out in love. Does that, does that mean He didn't tell the truth? Of course He told the truth. Everybody want to, wants to point to, what about that time He drove the, the Pharisees and the money changers out of the temple? Court, you know, with the whip. That doesn't mean they were scared of Him. It just means they were in there doing something they shouldn't be doing. They were crooks. And anything Jesus ever had bad to say about people, it was usually to religious hypocrites. Got it? Because guess what? He told them, you're making people twofold the child of hell. That's why he was so ticked off at them. You've turned what my father has here into a den of thieves. But they want to point to that and say, see, he scared them. <clears throat> no, if somebody's whipping you, you're going to move. And that's the way he cleared the house. But that is the only time you're going to find something like that in the Scriptures. 
with Jesus. Do you hear me or not? Are we cool? Good. So, Jesus was about love. He's about loving people. Amen? Matter of fact, I'm going to just keep going here a minute. Uh, and this isn't the only church that teaches this, that the, that the world should be scared of the church. But they also put us down, people like us, for getting involved in our community. We shouldn't be about community car washes. Or being involved with the Chamber of Commerce. What's wrong if I want to go to a Chamber event and represent Jesus Christ? Something wrong with that? Say, ain't nothing wrong with that. Is there something wrong with me running down? Probably people criticize me because I'm running down a football field. Go! 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 You shouldn't be doing that. Well, Don, you like it, don't you? And it seems like the people that are around, the ball players, it seems like the coaches, the, it gives me a chance with people, that, a lot of people that don't know the Lord, I'm right in the middle of them. But if I came, I'm scary enough the way I act, but if I came across scaring people, I wouldn't have a, a door to get in. Amen? I'm just throwing this stuff out today because this is what I'm talking about. So, Jesus was a person of love. That's why He came. And this is what we're to be about because we are called the body of who? Don't ever forget that. Fellowship is a church, and this is a local church body. But if you're in Christ and you're following Christ, you're, the, you're part of the body of Christ. Fellowship church doesn't make you the body of Christ. Jesus does. This church shouldn't lord over you. The Lord is the Lord, not the church. The church shouldn't say, if you're divorced, you can't have communion. That's the church lording over you. That's not the Lord lording over you. Did you hear me or not? That's why we're here, guys, to love. Love people. We are Christ what? If we're Christ's followers, then shouldn't we follow who? And follow His what? His example. His life, His leading. We should, the Bible says, follow in His what? S-T-E-P-S, steps. He said, if you love one another, this is how the world's going to know that you're my what? Disciples. Do you see how crazy a message is that goes against this teaching? Yes or no? Am I driving you up the wall? I hope so. You don't scare me, but you sure get on my nerves. Here we go. <laughs> The Lord said, Jesus speaking, where shall I liken this gen the men of this generation and what they're like? They're like children sitting in the market calling to one another saying, we piped and you didn't dance. <coughs> <coughs> We've mourned and you didn't weep with us. Basically, he's saying, you know, if I don't act like you want me to act and respond like you want me to respond, you ain't happy with me. He said, John the Baptist, there's no greater man born among women. That's what Jesus said. He said, John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. You said he has a devil. He said, I come, and I'm doing it different than John did. I'm eating, and I'm drinking. He wasn't a drunk or anything like that. That's craziness. And you say, they said, behold, a gluttonous man and a wine bibber, a friend of what? And sinners. 
Hmm. Keep going, buddy. Jesus loved people. I want you to look at that verse one more time. Jesus said, you say of me that I've come eating and drinking. And that was true, by the way. And you say, because I do that, behold, a gluttonous man, a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. wonder why they said he's a friend of publicans and sinners. Because he hung out with who? Publicans and sinners. And here's what's cool about that verse. It was a label that Jesus knew that stuck on him. And he wasn't ashamed to say, that's who I am. I am a man who eats and drinks with folk. And I eat and drink with a lot of lost people. That's what Jesus said. What does glutton mean? They said that it means they called him a glutton, excess in eating. Did Jesus eat in excess? No. But people will call you names anyway. Wine bibber. That means given to wine, a drunk. Was well, absolutely not. Nothing like that. But it was a name that they called him. Publican, he said, a friend of publicans, those are tax collectors or dirty politicians. You want people to hate your guts? Hang out with di- dirty politicians. <laughs> Amen or oh me? Sinners were what? People of vice and crime. My words, low life losers. That's the people Jesus hung out with. He even called 12 disciples that were a lot of like these people. Fishermen. So Jesus said, they say I eat and drink with crooks and low-life losers. Say that with me. They, uh, they say that I what? Eat and drink with what? <clears throat> crooks and what? <clears throat> well, I can't do that. Did you know a lot of church for years... Taught separation. You know what separation is, right? Guys, it's called a brain. We're supposed to be, you know, in the world, but we're not of the world. We understand that. We understand there's certain things we shouldn't be doing. Yes or no, amen? Sure. Okay? But here's the hard part. There's still a world out there that needs Christ. And see, the chance of us getting them in here for me to tell them about Jesus, is slim. So they can't be scared of you. Amen? And we need to be out there where they are. As we go and have a language that we're talking, and not something I make up, but what Jesus would have for us. Amen? So this was a label that they put on Jesus Christ. And it what? Let me ask you a question. Did Jesus eat and drink with people? Did he hang out with publicans at times and sinners and low-life losers? Yes or no? So the label stuck. It stuck. I want that label to stick on me. Criticize me. My best, my best ministry is at restaurants. Sounds funny. It's the truth. It's great. How many have ever eaten with me out in a public place? Is there a few of you? Do people usually come up and talk with me? Or do I talk with people? Yes or no? Do I hide who I am? No! The point is, uh-oh, thank you. I thought I did something wrong. I've done plenty wrong in this message already, haven't I? Thank you, sweetie. Mm. So, 
<clears throat> it takes courage to wear a label like that. <clears throat> it's easy to hide behind the church. Say that with me. It's easy to hide behind the... The world hates that. We got, we got our religion on Sunday. Then we live like crazy people on Monday through Saturday. Or we don't spend any time with them and they don't even get to know us. It's easy to hide in the church. That's not our mission. Y'all hear me? Good. I hope I ain't driving you up the wall. Let's look at a few people that Jesus loved openly. And I know my time's limited, Roger, but I happen to know these stories very good. If I don't read every scripture, just go with me. Here we go. You might say, well, Gary, can you prove it? I can prove this all day long, every day, and twice on Sunday. Okay, here we go. Let's look at people. Nicodemus came to Jesus. Look at it. And the word's risky there. It was risky for him to come to Jesus. It was risky for him to come to Jesus. Nicodemus was not scared of Jesus. He was scared of who? The Pharisees finding out he was coming. Jesus must have really been something else that you would risk being cast out, even maybe stoned, because he was a leader of the Jews. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. He is ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus by what? He came at night, not because he was scared of Jesus. He came at night because he was scared of somebody seeing him come to Jesus. And said to him, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher, come from God, and no man can do the miracles that you're doing except God be with you. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. What a great scripture. It was very risky for him to come to Jesus. And that's where you get that great scripture. We already said it, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It was risky for this very religious man to come to Jesus Christ. But he came to Jesus because he thought he could. Can people come to you? Do they think they can? Did you hear me? I hope you see that. Is that clear right there? Was Nicodemus scared of Jesus? The answer is what? Was he scared of the so-called church at that time? So it's not good to be scared of the church. Not if you use that scripture. Correct? Let's look at another one. Zacchaeus. Remember him? Zacchaeus was a dirty... Yeah, Danny DeVito, yeah. Zacchaeus was a dirty crook. He was a politician. He was a tax collector. People hated his guts. Was he scared of Jesus? Let's look. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named who? Zacchaeus. He was a chief among publicans. I mean, that's bad. That's a chief among the, the crooked politicians. And he was what? Yeah, because he took everybody's money. And he sought to see Jesus. Does that sound like you're scared of him? Say, I'm scared of Jesus, so I'm going to go try to find him and look at him. Doesn't make any sense. It's goofy. He sought to see him, but he couldn't see him because so many people were around. Wonder why the people were around Jesus. Because they were scared of him? Or because they liked him and wanted to see him? See the difference? Am I, am I driving this nuts today? But he, he, he couldn't see him because he was like Danny DeVito. He was short. He couldn't see him. So he ran. 
Is he running from Jesus? He's running to Jesus. He's running to be able to see him. He climbed up a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. He wanted him a spot. Because he's scared of Jesus? No, because he wants to see him. And we're whose body? Jesus' body. Hmm. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw that little joker in that tree and said, said Zacchaeus, make haste and come on down because I'm going to your house today. And you know what the people would have said when he said that? He's awful. He's going to eat with a dirty politician. He said it publicly. He said it proudly. did not bother him a bit because that man mattered. It's pretty strong stuff. What did Zacchaeus do? Was he scared? No, he made haste and came down. And he received him how? Scarefully? And when all of them saw it, they what? Wine bibber. Glutton. That's what people are scared of, that crap that we spew out of our mouth. Amen or oh me? Saying that he was going to be a guest with a man that's a who? There you go. Hmm. And this was a man that had done a lot of things wrong. And they even thought it was wrong for Jesus to speak to somebody like this. We're trying to make the case today, did Jesus scare people? And it's Halloween. So, so far, did Jesus scare people? Should people be scared of Jesus? No. But here's the thing. We are the Jesus they're going to see. That's it. And we're the problem because they're scared of us. Zacchaeus said, Lord, the half of my goods I'm going to give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from a man by false accusation, I'll restore it fourfold. Now, when he said that, he lost everything. Because he had done that his whole life. He wasn't nothing but a crook. He came totally clean when he met Jesus. And Jesus said, this day, Zacchaeus, what's come to your house? Salvation's come to your house for as much as you're also a son of Abraham. And here's this incredible verse. Say it with me. One of my favorite in all the Bible. It came on the heels of a meeting with a horrible man. Say it with me. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, if Jesus would have been scary, Zacchaeus had money. He didn't, he didn't need any of that. But because Jesus wasn't scary, he was approachable. Even he thought he had a chance. Amen? Good stuff. Let's look at another quick one. Whew. One of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible is this story right here. This woman was a prostitute, a woman of reputation. One of the Pharisees desired Jesus that he would come and eat with him. Now, Pharisee was a religious ruler, the, the uppity-ups, high muckety-mucks. So he didn't just eat at the sinner's houses, but he sort of felt more welcome there than these people. And Jesus said, yeah, I'll go to your house and eat. But any time he was at a Pharisee's house, they always questioned him. They always put him down. They always made him feel like he was no good. That's what they did to him, right? And they were eventually the ones that had him crucified, right? But he went there, and he sat down in this guy's house. You talk about, that's rough right there. And while he was sitting there, a woman in the city, a woman who was a sinner, a prostitute, when she knew that Jesus was set in the Pharisee's house, she came to whose house? The Pharisee's house said she brought an alabaster box of ointment. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the woman was scared to go to the Pharisee's house? <laughs> Absolutely. He'd probably slept with her. Excuse me. 
But she came. You think she came because she was scared of Jesus or she came because she thought she might could come to Jesus? So she came into that house, bad situation she walked into, and she came behind Jesus, weeping, and began to wash Jesus' feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head and kissed His feet and anointed him with His feet with ointment. Now when the Pharisee saw, who had had him over for dinner, saw what the woman was doing, he said with what? In himself. Say it with me. This man, help me, if he were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is that touches him. For she's a what? Prostitute. Are you getting the drift of the message today? Was Jesus scary? (laughs) No, but we're supposed to be. No, we're supposed to be like him. I guess I can't even believe I'm giving this message. It's like a first grade message. Is that right? This is how you play with others, Johnny. Why am I even doing this today? Because we have a crazy church world we live in. And either this is our town or it's not. I don't want you to get sucked up into that kind of mess. We want to love Jesus Christ and love people. We want to go where they are. And if people call us names for going there, spell my name right. Gary with two R's. Amen. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Jesus said to this woman, your sins are forgiven. And they that said it me said, who's him that forgives these sins? He said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Get out of here. You don't belong here. This isn't a good place for you in this house. Go. Isn't that a great message? Here's another one. Samaritan woman. Remember the woman at the well? Jesus said we need to go to Samaria. The disciples said, why are we going over there for? Because they were, they, they were like the blacks were in this country in the 1700s, 1800s. They were in, in the 19, early 1900s. That's the way it was. That's the Samaritan people. They were people that you could hate and it was okay and even the church stamped it. She was a woman who everybody was prejudiced against. Keep looking. He said, we got to go. Isn't that nice? You see how he took the... He was a bullseye for people to criticize him. And he said, we're, we're his body. Keep going. Keep going. And when he gets there, a woman of Samaria comes to drink water. He says unto her, give me something to drink. Because his disciples, they were going away to buy some meat. The woman said unto him, say this with me. How is it that thou being a ask drink of me, which is a what? Woman and a woman of what? For the Jews don't have anything to do with us. We just dirt. We just trash. We don't even have a soul. Jesus answered and said, If you knew who, who knew the gift of God and who it was that said unto you, Give me to drink, you'd ask him and he had given you living water. She said, You don't have anything to draw with, and the well's deep. Where are you going to get this living water? Well, he went on to tell her all the things she had done in her life. He didn't do it to criticize, he did to let her know that he cared about her and he really knew who she was and he came to her because she mattered. And her life was radically changed because Jesus took a chance on her. You hear me? 
And guess what she said? She came back to the city. She didn't come back quiet. By the way, was she scared of Jesus? No, she was interested in it. She was like, this is crazy. Yeah. She went back to town and said, come see a man which told me all things I ever have done. Most people wouldn't want to learn to tell everybody all that. She's so happy to know me. She's free. I'm free. He knows everything about me and he loves me. Y'all come and see. And the whole town came. And men then put their faith in Christ. It's funny, you know what the disciples said in their heart when they saw him talking to the woman? They couldn't believe he was even speaking to her because they had those built-in prejudices. It's not the disciples' body. It's the body of Christ. Got it? This isn't the church of Peter. Oh, got it? St. Peter. This ain't the church of Peter. This is the church of Jesus Christ. Got it? Make it clear. Get it, get it down. Some people worship Paul. This ain't the church of Paul. This is the church of Jesus. See, because Peter screwed up and Paul screwed up. And they need Jesus and we need Jesus. Last one. Whew, I'm wore out. Keep going, buddy. Jesus loved all the way to the what? Why are you giving this message? Well, it's Halloween. Did Jesus scare people? There's churches saying the church should be scary to the world. I think it's appropriate. Last one. The thief on the cross. Here's a guy, guilty as sin, two of them, hanging on either side of him. And if anything, I'm like, Jesus, why don't you just take a break? Why don't you just take a day off, Jesus? You're being crucified. Here's a guy that didn't have any hope. He didn't have any hope of going to heaven. This thief. I mean, he's guilty of sin. Nails in his hands. On one of the malefactors which were hanged, railed on him saying, one of the thieves said, If you're the Christ, save yourself and us! But the other thief rebuked the other thief. That would have been something like made for TV. Three people getting crucified and these two are arguing over the, this guy. And the other answering rebuked him, said, Do you not fear God? Seeing you're in the same condemnation. And we're here indeed justly because we did what we did. But this man right here, the man in the middle, say that, the man in the... He ain't done nothing wrong. And he said unto Jesus, he got off arguing with this joker, and he went to Jesus... Do you think that thief was scared of Jesus and started talking to Jesus? No. He said, Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, say it with me, Verily I say unto you, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. We've made the case today. I have a lawyer friend in Denver. I told him when I was young I wanted to be a lawyer. He said, boy, you picked a much better profession. But he told me, he said, you're still making the case, Gary, every week for Jesus. And that's what I just did in front of y'all today. I made the case. The case is closed. The church should not be scary to the world. The world should not be scared of the church because of our prayers. They should come to us because of our prayers.
They shouldn't be scared because of our so-called power. Many of these churches that think the world should be scared of the church are charismatic churches. Excuse me. They think they can call fire down. They think they can raise the dead. They can't do either. Period. Sorry. Doesn't matter what you say. I welcome anybody to raise somebody from the dead and use your cell phone and come show me. We're all going to die. Did y'all know that or not? We're all going to die! That's a terrible message, Gary. It's a message of the truth. Jesus Christ died so that you don't have to burn in hell. That's our message here. That's the message! Come on! Man, quit trying to live forever doing stuff and miracles down here. Won't you live forever because you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and start helping other people live forever by sharing Christ with them. But you don't have to put on some show. Got it? Yes or no? I'm sorry, when you put on the show sometimes, pride will creep in. If you're not careful, you start thinking you're better than other people. And all of a sudden, you're going to start saying stuff like this. The world should be scared of us. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Case closed. Let's thank the Lord for the word today. Case closed. Case closed. Done. Done.